Yo. What's going on? What's going on? On, on. Remember, why was Crazy Frog such a big song? You have to ponder. What's going on? On, on. Yeah, what up, man? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to the Father Market Protocol. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, you know, let's bring in the music right about now. Uh, it's good to be back, people. It's good. Shout out to the fam. Big up all things comedy. Our network. Gotta shout out uh, all things comedy. Uh, gotta uh, y'all make sure you go ahead and uh, follow all things comedy and. Well, go on over to their uh, to their website and um, and check out some of the other shows that are available on all things comedy. Such shows as uh, let's see, um, uh, Belly Bars, uh, B- Monday Morning Podcast. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else? Who's on there? Of course. I, I noticed I got a lot of positive feedback. People seem to like my man, uh, Ian Edwards, who uh, joined us last week. Ian, you might be familiar with from his debut album on Team Coco Recordings or Records. Do they still call them records? Because they don't really make a lot of physical records now or even CDs now. It's all about downloads. But, um, you know, you can check out Ian's album, uh, you know, 100% Half-Assed. Uh, and also his podcast uh, on allthingscomedy.com, uh, the the soccer comic rant. Please make sure you go check out my my my, my homie, my brother from another mother, Dean Dean Del Rey's Let There Be Talk. And who else should we shout out? You know, uh, I I saw on um on the Travel Channel, uh, buddy of mine from from back in the days. Bert Bert uh Kreischer. Bert Kreischer has a podcast called The Bertcast and he's playing with his nipples on the uh on the on the uh poster for it. So that's just something you should go check out. Also Brian Scalaro's This is my this is my podcast and uh Neil and Ari's uh The Champs and and that's enough. Oh, oh and also shout out to my to my dudes uh uh Ryan, uh, um, ooh, Tom Rhodes. Look, I'm just looking at the site because these are things I, I actually listen to. Tom Rhodes Radio. Tom Rhodes, real funny, uh, real funny, uh, comedian. Um, he's like a comics comic, a road dog, if you would. Uh, and, uh, and the Crab, Crab Feast. Ryan and Jay's the Crab Feast. So there you have some options. Go and check them out. Uh, but right now it's all about Funnamucker Protocol. And where where do we begin today? Well, I want to send a big shout out to uh, those that came and those that weren't allowed or weren't weren't allowed, weren't able to make it through, but still were supporting in spirit. Um, me, I was uh, I just headlined uh, the backyard New York City Gotham Comedy Club uh, this this past weekend. We had some great shows. So I'm gonna be honest, a little disappointed. A little disappointed because um I think the club might have dropped the ball a wee bit a wee bit because uh we we didn't do any any we did no media now I would have had my publicist on it but but I know normally the club uh you know handles the the publicity and 
I was out of town. So, you know, that, that just goes to show sometimes you got to stay on the ball, which I didn't. I dropped the ball. We still had great shows, great numbers. But I think because the last time I was there, um, every show was packed. And then we even sold out, I think, two of the shows. I was looking forward to that same repeat situation of the previous time I was at Gotham. Because each time I'm there... It, it always gets better. So, you know, and you always want to progress. You always want to move forward. You don't want to digress. And so if if I sold out two shows out of five shows last year where we do two Friday and three Saturday, Friday, 8 o'clock, and, uh, no, 8.30 and 10.30, and then Saturday, 8.10 and 11.45, I'm saying, okay, next time I'm there, if we sold out two of the shows, I got to sell out at least four or at least three, Right. Uh, and then pack out the other the other two. And uh, whereas this this weekend, we had solid numbers all the way through. That 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 late show is is a beast though. Like <laughs> for any of y'all that don't know, and always wondered, um, uh, um, what what a stand up deals with as far as um the real road work and the and the road dogs. Real work comes in when you're doing three in one night, man, because this separates the the babies from the men, the real men from the sissies, uh, because, um, you know, you're doing your hour, you're, you're knocking out your, your full hour and you want to uh, you want to make sure that people get their their money's worth and um, and. Your your first show is cool, and then the second one is even cool. But then that third one, fatigue starts to set in, so you have to really pace yourself. And um, and I was I was busy, you know. I just returned from uh, out of town, out in L.A., and hit the ground running. wasn't really a lot of rest the week leading up because um, you know, you just run doing a lot of running around, and then uh, by Friday first show. And it, here's also you have to understand, by Friday the first show, you're like, all right, I got to catch my, catch my win because we have five shows to knock out. Now, on top of that, my, uh, my manager suggested, uh, he said, you know what, he was like, you know what, um, I just shot four hours with four different clients. There's no reason you shouldn't have an hour. So he wanted me to, uh, to record um, my, my sets this weekend. So he, here's what you have to also understand about uh, recording recording your set it pretty much running you're running your material and so you don't have a lot of leeway to um to play around to stray from the script you got to stick to the script and so i i knocked out he suggested that i write out his ideas was was such which is pretty much what you do anytime you're preparing for something big you you take your your all of your bits you you write out if not the actual joke just the bullet points of of a particular joke so I wrote out probably uh, every bit you've ever written and then take take them all lay them out sort of like in a you know when you're doing a television show and you take the index cards and you put them on the wall and then start scrutinizing and figure out which bitch you would never do or never let your heroes listen to. So, you know, suggesting, he's suggesting, you know, say you wanted to impress, 
um, like Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, Eddie Murphy, and even say Patrice. I always feel like Patrice and Todd are watching over me when when I do something that I know is an easy easy joke or an easy idea. I always hear Todd in the background going, "Yeah, that ain't gonna work," or Patrice just going, "Dang, you you know better." So, <laughs> so I um I wrote out all my bits. Shout out to Mark Theobald because. He was supposed to help me, but he was hella busy, and, and I kept clouding it because I was like, you know, I know I'm not, uh, I'm not Tracy Morgan, so I don't get a chance to just bring you on the road. But um, you know, we were friends. We're friends. So um, Mark had the best intentions, but he was getting ready to go out of town, so I had to do it myself. So I wrote them all out, laid them all out, lined up uh, bits. I said I'm gonna do these in an hour. Not gonna really stray too far from from the schedule. Uh, and, and I, I stuck to it. I was actually, I was actually proud of myself for sticking to it. Problem with sticking to it is as soon as I walk on stage during the first show, um, this girl sitting up front, you knew they were going to be a problem. You knew they were going to be a problem. As soon as I got on stage, I'm on stage, not 30 seconds. It's her birthday. And <laughs> you know, normally I'm like, I'll say, uh, you know, let's give a shout out or happy birthday. And I wound up doing that. But when she first said it, I said, oh, you know, it's funny. I didn't ask you that. No one cares. <laughs> oh, but then then I took a pause for the cause. And we all said happy birthday. And you would think that would have shut them up. Oh, no. No, these chicks, they, they talked through the, yes, I did refer to them as chicks because they weren't respecting the show, so I'm not going to respect them. This is not referring to every woman. This is referring to these four that would not shut up. One of them was kind of quiet. The rest, one of them was on her phone the entire show. Uh, one of them, the, the loud one eventually started uh, just dozing off. This is the front, this is the front center, front and center table, y'all. And this chick's just, just loud, just loud and distracting to where I'm seeing audience members stare and get frustrated and look at me like, you ain't going to handle them? But here's the thing, because I'm taping, I don't want to, I don't want to stray from the path. Now, Joseph Vesey, friend of the show, sometimes producer, hadn't produced this this show in a long time, but he's here in spirit. I don't even know if Joseph even listens to these anymore. But Vessi, here's the thing. So Vessi, he um he was doing guest spots on uh on my shows on Friday, the first two. Well, the only two on Friday. Because he has to make a uh he has to make a a NACA tape. He has to which is funny that people still call them tapes because they really aren't tapes anymore. They're just digital recordings, but no one feels like saying, I have to make a digital recording, so everybody just still says tapes. Um uh, so Vessi's like, Yeah, hey, uh, he he actually asked me, he did a guest spot last year on I think one of the ten o'clock shows. And the clubs usually prefer you doing your guest spots on the late shows because they don't have to flip the room and prepare for a second uh second show or third show. Um this year, however, because Vessi and Big Mike in the building, um because they were shooting me, uh I I got Vessi on the eight o'clock and the ten o'clock on uh on Friday evening just to so we could knock this all out. They could shoot him 
then shoot me. Gave him five minutes on the first show, about seven minutes. And he did ten on the second show. Second show, I think, went better for him. He was more relaxed. He had got everything he needed um, on tape. The first set, so the second set, I think he was a lot more relaxed. And he was even honest. He said, you know, he was uh, he was like, yeah, you know, a little... Uh, Little, little, little bit of anxiety or, or nerves because he he was like you know I'm, it's your show and I want to make sure I do a good job which I appreciate you know um, so the same for me I just wanted to knock it out I didn't I wanted to minimize the edit and because of that I didn't I didn't deal with these these four women at at uh, at the behest of the show and therefore they continued throughout. Um, and Joseph had said, you know, we could have edited it out. I said, yeah, I just, I didn't feel like doing it. Now, all that to say, still had a great show, but that was a wee bit annoying. Um, Saturday, Saturday shows, I think, were a lot better. I had a lot more fun, uh, especially, especially, uh, surprisingly, the last show, the fifth show, the 11.45 p.m. show, I'd say would have to be the best show of the weekend. Um, not just because, uh... I felt totally relaxed, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, here's the for the monkey protocol for, for this week, kids. Kitties, listen up. New Jackson, New Jills, understand. It's great to perform. It's great to work hard, but the best, the best performances are the ones where it doesn't even feel like work. You know what I mean? By that, I mean what was frustrating me uh, with shows one through four out of five this weekend, was that I felt like, and, and I spoke to uh, our buddy Hugh Moore was featuring for us this weekend, and uh, Marion Groden, uh, who's a, a great host, or hostess, or host, um, either or, um, sort of like an actress can be an actor as well. Um, Marion Groden, she always requests to host when when I'm at Gotham, when I'm headlining there, Usually every MLK weekend, but this year we got pushed back. I think I told y'all because Sinbad was in town MLK weekend. So, you know, got respect respect the pecking order. That's that's one of the dudes made me want to do this and clean up. So I had to respect that. So uh um she requests and she usually does a great job hosting. Uh she did a great job this weekend hosting, but she and I both kept referring or saying, yeah, you know what? The crowd does not seem like they are where they need to be. Um, we, we were both saying how it, it felt like work. It felt, it felt like uh, we were working more than, more than we had to, more than we normally had to. Um, and here's, here's, my, here's my theory. You can take it or leave it, but I'm right. I think because we did no media, right, there wasn't the normal anticipation and excitement in the audience that normally is in the room. By that, I mean, if if you go to a town, like, for instance, I'm, in, I'm at the Pittsburgh Improv uh, the second to last weekend of the month, I believe, um, in the 20s, whenever that is. So I go to Pittsburgh, I'm going to make sure we do as much TV and, and uh, radio as possible to let the city of Pittsburgh and the uh, surrounding areas know that I'm in town. Now, what happens when you do that 
is it it lets people know that you're in town. It 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 helps promote the show, but more than that, it helps build up the excitement. People get excited. They see you on TV acting a fool, acting silly, clowning the 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 local area, local uh, uh, newscasters or news anchors. They're like, oh, this guy, because they're you're in their room, you're in their bedroom, you're in their living room, and like, oh, you know what, this guy's in my house. I like him. I think I'm gonna go check him out. He he did uh I like how he sounded like Tracy Morgan. Now they get to the club, they're they they have that excitement like yo yo I think he's going he does that that Tracy Morgan thing I gotta it's gonna be awesome. There's that excitement. I didn't know promo this weekend, so yeah there were people that were familiar with me that were uh, in the audience. There were friends. There were a lot of had a good amount of people come out and support, um, as as New York City always does. Uh... But those are your people. Those those are the people that know. But then, for the 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 lay person that might not be familiar with you, listen. They're like, oh, uh, Dean Edwards. Oh, he's, he's he's uh like his hair. Hey, his hair's not there. He got a haircut. Oh, I wonder what he's gonna talk about. You know, some people actually came up to me after the show, and there was this one dude, almost out of surprise. He was like, he was like, yo, man, you, dude, that was amazing. I was like, oh, thanks. No, listen, I, I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of you before, but I'm a fan now, which feels great. But once again, he didn't go. He went in with no expectations or aspirations. He just it was a cold call, which in the when I was telemarketing and we called it a cold call when you would just cold C-O-L-D when you would just call someone and you'd have to sell them whatever, a maintenance agreement, and they had no idea why you were calling them. That's that's cold calling. So it felt like I was cold calling the audience this weekend in that a lot of people were not familiar with me, and I had to let them know who I was, and I I was still killing, but I wasn't killing like I'm used to killing. I like killing where they not only know what I do, but are anxious and excited and there's an electricity in the air and I didn't feel like that excitement and electricity was in the air for the shows this week and I think that affected the the integrity of of the shows um I felt bad for uh my buddy Q Moore who I think was doing a, an amazing job but once again I think the crowd the crowd was good they weren't great except for that final show that fifth show i think the crowd was great i think they were it didn't feel like work all the other shows felt like work uh the fifth show i was just zoning man i was just uh having a lot of fun and that's that's how you want your shows to be so that's what i'm saying like if you're a new jack or someone that's that's you know working on getting their feet wet in comedy work to the point where it doesn't feel like work anymore. That's what you want. You want to get on stage and make it just have it feel all natural. Uh, but either way, I still had a blast. I want to thank uh, the entire New York City Massive. Thank Gotham Comedy Club, the entire wait staff. Uh, uh, obviously, the Mazil Chris Mazillion, the Mazilli brothers <laughs> um, for, for always, uh, you know, showing myself and my family and friends the the uh highest level of hospitality and rolling out the red carpet um and it gave me a chance to see uh see see the family twice in one weekend since easter just passed so that was nice um <clears throat> what's what's been going what's going on no one no one 
What else been going on? The weather's finally broken. I'm glad. Finally, I'm hoping it sticks. Is it's stuck like this and we don't go backwards? Uh, looks like we actually will have some semblance of a spring this year. Um, I'd uh, I had a this 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 old dude on, on my block. He actually helped me. I had to go out because there was moss growing on uh, one of one of our friends. So there was moss on our our roof. So I had to go spray this this moss and algae killer. And then there was a piece hanging off from our roof, so I I had to go into full uh, home improvement Tim Allen mode this morning. And fortunately, one of our neighbors, he's like the I call him the mayor, <laughs> and he uh, he actually helped us, uh, you know, take this piece of uh, well, I was trying to knock it off this piece from our roof off, but he actually helped us resecure it, so that was nice. And then uh, afterwards, I asked him, uh, I said, hey man, um. I said, what's your name? I said, he said, Ilya. He's an older dude. He said, Ilya. I said, okay. I said, you know, we call you. He said, what? I said, the mayor of, of our street. And so he started laughing. He said, no, we have to we have to do it. You know, we all live here together. Because he always do this, always walking up and down the block, waving, smiling to people. And making. And he said, make sure it's clean. We all live here together. And, I, you know, it, it made me feel good because... Um, that's how it sh- that's how it should be, as opposed to how it actually is. Uh, so often we we lose we we lose sight of of extending humanity towards towards our fellow neighbor and fellow human being. And I know it's look, I know it might sound corny to some of y'all, but you know, but you know it's true. You know it's true. Uh, so yeah, that happened. The weather broke. It's nice. I saw the Mr. Softy ice cream man was out on Saturday, and I wish I had a shotgun. It is not that warm yet, people. Okay, fall back, Mr. Softy. The the ice. I was offended. I actually was offended because I was like, this dude is taking advantage of the fact that uh the weather broke a little bit. It's still not ice cream outside weather. You know what? What exactly? When? When would y'all say outside ice cream is 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 the right time? Like, does it have to be at least 75, 80, or uh, even 70? I mean, because Saturday, it might have been, when I heard him out there, Saturday might have got to 60 degrees, but by the time he came through, it was probably like 55. So I was, I was, I was quite perturbed. I felt like such a parent, too, because uh, cause the kids were like, yeah, can we get in? And I was like, no, there's no ice cream. It's cold out. It's going to be cold. It's going to freeze tonight. Watch. Watch. Oh, well. Uh, and I guess uh, Furious 7, the Fast and Furious uh, 7th movie in the franchise, did some sort of ridiculous numbers this weekend, which is great. Good. You know what? Good. Bravo. That's a clap. I don't know if y'all can tell, but that there is a clap. And good for them, man. Um... I'm glad they, they, well, you know, a movie like that is going to make their money. But I wonder, I wonder if, and this is sad that people actually pondered this, but I was talking to people this weekend and they, they made me uh, wonder about it. Would the movie have done as well if not for Paul Walker's untimely passing? You know, uh, it's sad to say, um, you know, but I understand the machine and the whole idea of, well, we had his brothers shoot his scenes, and there's the sentimental value attached to it. 
and it's his last movie, you know, so people, of course, they ran out to see the movie, and from what I understand, uh, it's actually a decent movie, so I'm about to have to go check it out, a couple of my peoples, Gina Brion and James the Glow Golf, uh, in the nick of comedy, they all, I think, they went to see it, they came to check out my first show on Saturday night, uh, I actually recorded a portion of, um, of James's uh, um, podcast, and then they had to bounce to a showing of Furious 7, and then they came through afterwards, uh, I'm not gonna give, a, I'm giving nothing away about the quote-unquote scene that people should look out for, um, but from what I understand, they they did a great job, sort of sending Paul Walker off, um, and it's a movie that you know they they can reflect on and say you know what he'd be happy with his work and the work that his brothers did in his stead. So good for you, good for uh, you know Furious Seven and the producers. As well as the actor. As well as the actors. Hmm? Um, I'm actually excited uh, because since it was, uh, since it was, I guess, a semi-holiday weekend where we had off on Good Friday and then Saturday and Sunday I had my shows. Or I'm sorry, Friday and Saturday I had my shows. I was, I was laying low for most of the, uh, excuse me, most of the weekend. Um, or I wanted to lay low, I should say. <laughs> I didn't lay low because there was a lot of running around, but I laid as low as I could. And uh, I watched some uh, watched some House of Cards. I think season three, I'm like five episodes in. Um, do, any, do any of you watch House of Cards? Huh? What do you think? Is it a show we like? Is it here to stay? You let me know. Hello. <clears throat> So as I was saying, right, I, uh, I when I was able to, I should say, I watched some TV. I watched, got my, I got my Netflix on, man. Got my Netflix on, and I watched the. Uh, I'm not all caught up on House of Cards, but I'm about five episodes into season three, um, I've I've liked the show since it came on. Uh, a lot of people feel like they uh, they dropped the ball in season two. I was fine with season two. Um, season three is definitely picked up, though. It's funny because binge watching television, you know, we we do it, but I think I'm I'm so used I'm so programmed to watch television or or TV shows, uh, you know, each week as they come out, that I think after the first. The first season of a uh, of a TV show and and like really getting into it, I don't binge watch the way I I used to. But by that I mean like season one of House Cards, the burnt through them, burnt through like the first season in a couple of nights. Season two, they were spread out a little bit more. Season three, I'm kind of just I'm getting to them when I when I can. Now also. I watch them with 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 the missus, with my wife. So I uh, like if I'm on the road, I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I know she wanted to watch it, so I'm not gonna watch it, cause cause that's the type of, type of husband I am. I'll wait. Um, but yeah, I, I think with 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 
television programming. The same with like Orphan Black. I remember Orphan Black season one. I burned through them joints. Uh, last season, I, I watched. I got to it. Orange is the New Black, same thing. And these are shows that I dig and I enjoy. Only show that like has my undivided attention and and I uh but you know it it's it's not a it's not a it's not a Netflix uh show it's not a uh straight to video show or an on demand show uh you know uh the walking dead I I fiend for that show I think I was on the ship uh I might have told y'all I was fiending for season 2 or the the second half of the this season and so by the time I uh got off the ship I had probably like four episodes that I had to catch up on. So so those I kind of burnt through. I ain't going front. The Walking Dead's the only show that probably still gets me like that. I'm digging. What else am I watching? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yo, do y'all watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I like season one. I watched that while I was gone. And uh, I got to catch up on season two. I've, I got to catch up on my movies, man. Uh, I wonder if y'all are like me. Like, I know usually I like to... I, I I think I've let you all know I like going to the movies when I'm on the road. You know, guess it, I'm still one of those people that digs going to the movies. A lot of people, I'm always amazed when someone says says, uh, "Yeah, man, I, um, you know, I don't see what the big deal is. I don't really like going to movies. I love going to movies. I love everything about the movies. I love I love uh, the line. I like if the line's not too long." I like, you know, getting in line. I like I like to uh look up at the board to see what's playing. I like seeing the digital readout or even the uh the 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 written uh or not the written but the cards that have the show times, you know, the old school joints. Um I like uh I like getting inside. I love I love when the smell of popcorn hits me in the face. <laughs> like a what ah I like when that's when that scent just hits my nostrils, you know. I know it's not butter. <laughs> anytime, anytime I order popcorn, you know it actually does bug me. I get annoyed still if I go to the movies and I'm like, yeah, can I get butter in the middle and the top? And they have that the that audacious, how dare you ask me to do something? Look and have the nerve to say, yeah, it's self serve. I don't want to serve my own. Uh, butter. I want, which we can't even call it butter now. I think they don't even call it butter. It's just, it's just popcorn topping. <laughs> like that's how bad, that's how bad it is for us that they ain't even gonna lie to us anymore. And say, oh no, this is not normal cholesterol. This is some newfangled cholesterol that you are gonna clog your arteries with, and we don't even have a title for it. It's just some goo. And guess what? It tastes delicious. We love it. I eat it. I, I, if, I bet you if you could make it into a soda, they would fill up one of those one of those uh, two-liter troughs that you need a life preserver in case you fall in before you drink it and you drink yourself out. So I love the whole movie experience. I like getting centered. Don't, don't you, you ever do this? You ever go to movies and it's kind of empty in the theater and you go and you, you're like, here, I'm going to sit right in the center. I'll, I'll go up about six rows no four to six rows sit right in the center and it's like a it's an afternoon matinee so you know you have most of the movie to yourself you'll have maybe like 
I don't say 15 other people in the theater, but everyone spreads out. And then there's that one person, they come in and they and they sit near you. Is this is this just me? Am I the only one that gets in? I hate that. I loathe. I'm like, wait, this is a big, this theater holds, you know, 400 people. Why are you sitting right near me adjacently? I can smell your, your, I can, there's nothing worse than Frankfurter breath. Yeah, you ever, <laughs> you ever have somebody burp up their hot dog and you can taste it? You're like, dude, what, what, what? Meat byproducts should not smell like this coming out. Yet they do. So yeah, so I've gone by the movies a couple of times recently and had to deal with, uh, you know, someone, um, you know, or no, nah, I'm not saying it's not someone, but I haven't been to the movies, I should say. I haven't been to the movies enough to where when I'm driving past a movie theater, and I do this a lot, usually if I go by movie theater, whether it's, uh, you know, on the road, or especially if I'm, you know, in Manhattan or Brooklyn, I usually will look at the marquee and see what movies are playing, and and let me know if y'all do this. I I actually will look at the list of movies and tick off to myself. Oh, you know what I I've seen four four out of those ten movies. Okay, I'm good. And if I if I look at the uh, marquee and I've only seen like one or two, I actually get annoyed with myself. I'm like, you slack, you slacking, man. You gotta step up your game. You ain't been to the movies in a while. And I I think the last movie I saw in theaters was American Sniper. I think. Did I, no, you know what? Uh, I think I think me and my wife, we, we saw that movie Focus. Um, but that's pretty much it. I'm looking at the top ten, the box office mojo, uh, weekend box office. Wow, Furious 7. They, they they have the highest April opening of a movie ever. I don't know if that's R-rated or just period. But they made $143 million domestically. This is, this is what type of uh, uh, world we've become where people actually check the box office as if they have some vested stake in it. Because <laughs> I know I do. I always, I, I don't know, I just like seeing, I like predicting what movie's going to be number one and then seeing if I'm right or not. Uh, the good thing about a movie like Fury 7 coming out is it does a great job helping other films get a little boost. Um, because, for instance, uh, Kev's movie, Get Hard, um, I think this is, uh, this is their third week? Um, no, this is their second week, I'm sorry. Uh, this says week number two, and they're still in the top three, which is good. That cost forty million, makes made fifty seven million. So good for Kev and and Will. Shout out to to Will Ferrell. He's a funny guy in that movie Home with uh with with J Lo, Rihanna, and 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 Jim Parsons from uh from Big Bang Theory. Uh, that's number two. So the beauty of beauty of a movie like Furious Seven coming out is there's so much anticipation for it that people go and then they can't get into that movie. So you say, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to go see Get Hard or I'll go see Cinderella. I don't know how you would go see Fury 7 and you can't get in there. So you're like, oh, you know what? I wanted to see Fast Cars and Explosions, but how about a princess? <laughs> and Diversion. I, look, I haven't seen any of these. The Second Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. The only movie I've seen 
And that's not even in the top. I haven't seen anything in the top 10. And American Sniper's number 11, which is actually excellent. Damn. Them must have made $348 million. Good for them. That's excellent. Run All Night, didn't see it. McFarlane, USA, nope. While We're Young, nope. Focus, yeah. Thought it was decent. The Gunman, Danny Collins, Fifty Shades of, of Grey. Didn't see it. Are women really taken by that 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 series? Cause my boy Mark Theobald, who y'all might remember from the uh, the Black Writer episode, who also gave me some awesome notes on uh, on what I was taping this weekend, um, that I'm going to actually uh, you know apply and keep building this material. So that when y'all do see my uh my hour, my first hour, y'all gonna say, okay, I, I see what I see what he's going for, I see what he's doing. Um Mark said he went because his wife made him go. And he said he was like, Yo, they just, they just, they just this dude is 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 violating her. He's 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 almost raped. I was like, really? I was like, and women are loving this? So I don't know. I didn't see it. I'm I'm really not pressed to see it. Um, I know a lot of I know a lot of black women have said they're they're amazed how big uh, the Fifty Shades series is because the author Zane has been doing those uh, erotic uh, novels for years, and uh, this was just packaging it for a more mainstream uh, audience. So go go figure. Go, 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 go figure. How the hell did I pull this trigger? Um, so yeah, I'm watching, watching House of Cars and, and, and Orange and getting my binge on. And I guess I gotta, gotta start getting ready to, uh, prepare. I think when I go to Pittsburgh, I, I think because of the frustration of, of, of just having okay numbers, I'm gonna be very tenacious as far as, not only promotion, but making sure we sell and do really good numbers. When we, when once we go to Pittsburgh, it's just something that I feel I need to do, and uh, and I look forward to um. You know what? I actually look forward. I miss bringing Harris on the road, man. I said it there. I said it. I miss you, Harris. I miss bringing you out on the road, man. Um, cause we always have such fun when we go out on the road. And Harris did stick his head in the street. He stuck his head and came through. He, I appreciated him coming by and showing support. But I know he was, uh, I know he was itching to get on stage. Sorry, fella. Oh, you know what? You know another reason why I think the uh, third shows went so well. I got a shout out, and this is not to take away from uh, Marion, but but my dude uh, uh, Angelo Losada uh, did a great job. Uh, hosting and, and, and cracking the audience open. And honestly, I think Marion would have done a great job, too. She had to bounce. So uh, Angelo hosted that late show, and he got them got them where they needed to be, as Marion had. But this crowd was just, they were they were wide open. And I also, you know what I told them? I, here's the thing you have to understand. Crowd comes out to a late-night show. That mugs really wanted to laugh. You, you feel me? I... Anybody can come out to uh to the I don't know to the eight o'clock or the ten o'clock show, but if you if you really were fiending to to get some comedy and you like you know what I ain't even gonna make it to church without killing somebody I need to go get this laugh on those to me those are the comedy troopers 
You know, and they uh they really the most were in the pocket. You could hear me smiling. I had a I had a blast with these fools. <laughs> Cause I think as a matter of fact, I opened talking about <laughs> I opened talking about suicide. <laughs> because suicide is so fun. No, <laughs> but I did. I I, I opened Doing a joke, I've been, uh, I think I mentioned to y'all before, I've been working on this bit about uh, suicide, and then actually, um, you know, tragically, this this pilot uh, just crashed, and he committed suicide, and took the uh, passengers of, uh, was it, German, German, Germantown flight, some airline, uh, Latunza subsidiary, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I opened up with that, which... Some people might say it was crazy. Some people might say it's brave. I just, I, you know what? I got sick of sticking to the script on Saturday night, so I was just bouncing around playing. And then uh, by that third show, I sort of threw caution to the wind and said, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm having fun for me. These shows, this show is for me. Um, so that's what I did, and um, had had a blast. I think I probably did like ninety minutes." <laughs> Cause I didn't get home till like three o'clock a.m. Uh, so so um yeah it was fun. So shouts to uh, everybody for supporting. Big shots to uh, who else came out? Uh, Dookie came out. This was funny. So <laughs> it was funny. They told me that uh it was uh, a, a newer female comic came to the show. It was hanging out in the audience and plops down next to Diana. <laughs> Dukes and says he is he is fine a handsome which is weird to hear for me because as as comfortable as as I am with who I am hearing people say things like that is weird. Um, so uh, <laughs> said the girl said, oh he is fine he is handsome, and then Ayana says, uh, oh good well you know this is his wife right here she was sitting next to. Her. <laughs> hilarious to me i thought that was funny i know some of y'all is in there saying man stop trying to make it sound like you look good stop trying to be be cocky i'm really not um but it was it was a funny it's a funny moment to a funny moment to hear to hear it's a funny moment to to, to see you know, I could just land the plane, um, but I, I feel like I'd get reprimanded for not uh, for not not talking longer because when when I when I only did I think I did an episode uh, probably like a month two months ago and it was like thirty nine minutes and I got I got letters. Remember when people used to write letters? Now people just uh, uh, comment. That's the new that's the modern form of letter writing. We're gonna we're gonna prove a point by by putting comments. But I but I listen. I I hear, I hear, and I know what y'all like. I know what y'all want. So, uh, so I can. In that case, at which point I continue to yap. Hey, I continue to yap. Oh, yo, you know what I got? Got this dope album, son. Um, when I was in L.A. at Amoeba. It's dope it's albums, dope son. It's um, uh, y'all y'all peep. Uh, Farrell Monch is not his most recent album. 
It's, uh, look, I'm looking up the title. I shouldn't know it. I think it's Desire. I think it's called Desire. I'm, I'm looking it up, though. But Pharrell Mars had this album, So Peep. So I'm in, uh, I'm in Amoeba on Sunset. Uh, I'm in Amoeba music and, and DVDs and records. Amoeba records on Sunset. And, uh, and I... I hear music playing. I think I was looking for. I wanted the physical CD of uh, of D'Angelo, D'Angelo's Black Messiah. Um, so I, I I I go there to cop that. And usually, anybody that knows me knows that I I will sit and kill an hour in Amoeba just digging in the crates, getting my fingers dusty and dirty, but I do make sure I bring my hand sanitizer, right? So, I'm digging through the crates, and I find D'Angelo, I see they also have the um, 12 inch, they have the the wax version of it, and I hear this music, this music is playing, right? It's And it's, it's dope, and I'm like, yo, what the, what, what song is that? And so I, I pull out the, the phone and click Shazam. And it turns out, I was like, yeah, I thought that was Pharrell Mosh. So then it turns out they were playing his whole album. The album uh, was called uh, Desire. Uh, now, for most people that may or may not know, um, Pharrell has had, I think, I remember him from, a, he, was, uh, he was down with a crew called Organized Confusion, right? And Confusion with a K. And they had this song, Stress, kill, destroy, stress, stress, kill, destroy, stress, pain, stress, my brain. <laughs> but I always liked March, man. He said he became a solo artist. Um, I think his first solo joint was uh, IA Internal, Internal Affairs, but... Most people might know him from. He had this hip hop classic called Simon Says. Called Get the Hucka. Simon Says, Get the Hucka. Throw your hands in the sky. Boom, 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 boom. Ladies, rub your titties. Yeah, I said it. Rub your titties. The ends at Titty, Titty Committee, Fetty for Fitty. I don't know. It's been a long time. Y'all don't know. Y'all know the name. Foul Hacking Monk. Ain't a damn thing changed. I always used to say it was it was monk, but it's Farrell Mosh. Um, go 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 look him up on Wikipedia. So anyway, this album's playing. It's real. You know, I'm I'm in my soulful zone right now, man. Cause cause you know you have uh, between D'Angelo's album and uh, D'Angelo and Kendrick Lamar, these dudes have have sort of. Brought this rebirth of soul back to music, and it's not that it ever left, but they brought brought it to the forefront of music again, and they remind people how musical and soulful music can actually be. And so, uh, I'm hearing I'm hearing uh, March's album Desire, which came out in 2007. I remember the album when it came out. I just I never got a chance to really get around to listen to it. Yeah, this album is 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 incredible. This is dope. So much so that my, my family likes it. My kids like it. My kids aren't even big on, like, I'm a hip-hop head. I'm the only hip-hop. I'm a soloist in this household. Like, no one really rides for hip-hop the way I ride for hip-hop. They like rap. They like some hip-hop music. And, uh, and 
my eldest, um, you know, I actually like the fact that she, uh, I, I just stumbled onto her having some run on her, uh, on her iPod. So I was actually proud. There was a part of me, I was like, oh, that's good. She does know some classic hip hop. Good for her. Cause she had like rock box and, and, uh, uh, tough, um, songs from tougher than leather, like runs house, you know, um, and, uh, uh, king of rock, you know, which is a different album. King of rock is named that album, but, uh, in the single, but it's just nice. You, you like to see that they know they're, they're not arrogant enough to think that it all starts and ends with them. They know there was something that came before them. So anyway, yeah, this album Desire, man, there's, there's like, uh, I'm trying to think, there's a song called Push, that's the song that made me say, oh, yo, you know what, I gotta, uh, I gotta peep this, because it was, so boom, it's playing, right, it's playing, and I'm like, so I go, and I ask one of the clerks, I said, that's Farrell Mons, right, he says, yeah, I said, yeah, um, is this, do you have this on sale, because usually, they'll play an album, it'll be like an album that, that the, uh, someone in the staff chose or maybe the staff unanimously chose for it to get played because they feel it's an album that uh everybody should know about but maybe isn't getting the it's just due so he's like yeah it's back here and he brings me back there and i had already sort of searched myself but didn't find it and then my man searched it uh the the clerk from uh, amoeba he couldn't find it either so he was like, oh, man. He was like, dang, you know what? Uh, somebody must have gotten it because they heard this playing. I was like, ah, oh, man. He was like, well, you can probably just buy the, the copy from uh, from uh, the the information desk. So I was like, word. So I go up and I said to the dude, I was like, yeah, listen. Um, I said, the, the clerk in the back told me I should come see if I can buy this joint. And he's like, oh, did they check this floor? He said, yeah. Or I said, yeah. He said, oh, okay, well, this is the last one in the store, and I don't know even know if this album's in print anymore. I was like, oh, dang. He's like, but you can you can buy this one. And this is the cap. He says, but, you know, this, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, this this uh, this is the clean version. I was like, that's perfect. Let me tell you something. Once you have churins, all you want are the clean versions. <laughs> I don't want to have to explain songs. I was listening to, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read the lyrics to this song. Uh, uh, uh hold on. Uh, uh, hey, I'm, cause I want, I want to read y'all this because this song, uh, it's it's better if I if I read it as opposed to singing it like it's a real song. I mean, it is a real song. But imagine as a parent how it feels to uh to to have this playing even if it's the clean version uh um uh, of the song. Look, look. Uh Nicki Minaj only lyrics. Yo, I never huh, Wayne, I never huh, Drake on my life, man. Heck's sake, if I did, I menage with him and let him eat my heck like a cupcake. Like, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't. Let me, let me, let's, let's, let's rewind that. Let's rewind. Liquid means forward, golden shot means rewind. You request it, so re rewind. Yo, I never, I never, Wayne, I never, Drake, on my life, man. Heck's sake. 
If I did, I'd menage with him and let him eat my ass like a cupcake. Like, I can't. <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell you something. Looking at it, it's actually even worse than hearing it. Because you're like, this is a dirty show. My man full, he just ate. I don't duck nobody but tape. Yeah, that was a setup for a punchline on duct tape. Worry about if my butt's fake. Worry about y'all. Heck, it's us straight. These girls are my sons, John and Kate, plus eight. When I walk in, sit up straight. I don't give a huh if I was late. Dinner with my man on G5 is my idea of an update. Hut one, hut two. Big bitties, big butt two. With them real hackers who don't tell hackers what they up to. Had to show hitches where the top is, ring finger where the rock is. These hoes couldn't test me even if their name was Pop Quiz. Mad hitches who I huck with, mad hitches who I don't huck with. I don't huck with them chickens unless their last name is Cutlet. That was actually clever. I, li I like the Cutlet line. It's all clever, but damn, I get. They play this song. <laughs> they play this song on the radio. <laughs> They play this song. It's a Chris Brown song. It's, I think Chris Brown sings the hook. Uh, and then uh, Drake is on it. And then Drake reconfirms, I never ha, Nikki because she got a man. But when that's over, that I'm first in line. And the other day in her Maybach, I thought, damn, this is a perfect time. I, ca I can't. And now listen to NPR. This is how people wind up listening to NPR. No one, no one sets out to listen to NPR. After certain age, you say, I got to listen to NPR. I can't listen to <laughs> can't listen to anything that starts with the name Hot or Power <laughs> because I have children now. <laughs> I just, just, hold up. One more. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Last time. Uh, on my life, man. Fuck's sake. If I did, I'm in Nas with them and le let them eat my ass like a cut. Why would. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Oh shoot. Oh man. I'm sorry. That 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 line is funny to me. Oh shoot. The fuck man. The fuck Jay. I'm a light man. Fuck Jay. If I did, I'm not with him. Let him eat my ass. I got cake. You you know what's funny? Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj's mom is proud of her. <laughs> and she should be. But her mom can't bring her church group over and say, I want y'all to hear my baby's new song. <laughs> y'all like cupcakes. <laughs> that is disgusting. You can't even let, you can't let the vicinity of that song play in anywhere in the vicinity of your children's ears, especially your kids. Ears. Like you have little girls. Because at some point, somebody's going to have a bake sale. <laughs> And somebody's going to have cupcakes. And they, this song gives cupcakes a whole new meaning, son. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Feel me? Um, anywho, uh, you know, shout out, shout out to Nicki Minaj. Um, you know, for, for giving us such a poignant uh, and painted uh, and detailed picture of uh, the enjoyment that can only come in eating sweets and specifically eating a cupcake makes you want to go go to the bodega and get uh get some of them hostess cupcakes remember that in Hollywood shovel whole cake 
Holes got to eat too. So what have we learned here today? We learned that Dean likes The Walking Dead. I'm actually on uh, book 10. Uh, I, I I not only watch the show, but I uh, I read the the comics as well. Um, damn, I just I just flip through. I, I read the graphics. I usually wait for them to uh, compile uh, a bunch of episodes in into the uh, graphic novels, into the hardcover graphic novels. So this one is The Walking Dead. Um, this is episodes, or I shouldn't say episodes, but this is comics 109 through 120. So this is 11 books in one. And interesting enough, a lot of people don't realize they actually uh, they stray far from the 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 comic book is but a is but a blueprint. The actual television series, there are people on the series that lived longer in the books and vice versa. Yeah, uh, um, I I don't even know what I could because I'd I'd love to discuss the the. Uh, Season five finale. Uh, we see the return of uh, of um, fan favorites from back in the days. Uh, last couple of episodes, we saw we saw uh, some gruesome endings. Damn! Talk about here. We bring we making sure we never bring you back, even in a dream sequence. Damn! They 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 chewed. Uh, <laughs> I can't even give it away. I don't want to do that. that's what's funny. The 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 statute of limitations. Um, should expire, but I know people nowadays come to shows late, and, um, so I'm not gonna do that, but, uh, yeah, some fan fan favorites. Uh, I will say that, that people are saying there's a conspiracy that, that, uh, you know, similar to SNL, you can, you can't have too many black characters on the show at one time, so, so if you're on, if you're an actor on the show and you see, like, Four or five of y'all, you gotta be looking around like, all right, one of us ain't gonna make it. One of us ain't gonna make it. Somebody gonna get eight or bit or something. <laughs> Tainted meat! Tainted meat! Uh, anyone that watches the show will know exactly what I'm talking about. Tainted meat! That's a good show, man. And now they actually have a spin off show. I think it's called similar to, it's funny because they. They gave a title similar to uh, the Planet of the Apes series, where they keep the title, like The Walking Dead is in the title. So the Planet of the Apes was first, and then you had like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, all the old ones. Um, so the first show is called The Walking Dead, and this new show is called, I think, Fear of... The Walking Dead. Is it Fear of the Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead? I think, let me see. Fear the... Yeah, it's Fear the Walking Dead. And I guess it takes place... It's supposed to take place in uh, in Los Angeles. It's sort of like a pre... Not a prequel, but I... Well, yeah, I guess it is a prequel. Uh, or it, it probably takes place uh, similar to, to when the first Walking Dead hit um, in Atlanta. Because you got to figure if there's a zombie apocalypse, it's ha- it's not just happening; it's spreading. You know, the same way in uh, in the uh, you know, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, you saw that the uh, simian virus at the end of the movie it spread based on uh, a pilot 
the infected pilot that you know flew and took off and then uh you saw how it spread because if there's ever a, a cesspool that's waiting for uh, germs to spread an airport is it man so uh so yeah so this this show takes place i saw the trailer looks pretty interesting looks uh looks pretty fun actually looks pretty fun fun indeed i'm I'm looking forward to it uh that's one of those shows you'd love to be part of you know what i mean as an actor i just love to love to be on uh any of them sure, i don't care shoot let shoot me Shoot, let me be if 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 I'm gonna go go out, let me go out with a bag, son. <laughs> but that's that's also rough because you don't want to do that and then like your family or your 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 friends see it and now they have this image of you getting chewed because they have some. I mean, there have been some gruesome, there've been some gruesome deaths on that show. I've seen the dude's face, his his cheek got pulled off. So, so a dude, uh, they, they, ah, remember when they, uh, they, they dug into Dale's stomach while, ah, oh, wow, they, they really know how to turn your stomach, literally, hey, oh, ha, ha, anyway, I've rambled on enough for you to get your fix of me, um, Yes, that's that's how it stands. I think I'm I think I'm done. It's more than enough, cause I got I got to get this out to y'all so that y'all don't think. Cause I'm I'm already I already know people gonna complain. Why are you getting this episode out so late, man? I did five hour plus shows this weekend, and it was Easter. Can a brother live? Uh, lastly, I will say I'm in a weird space. Weird space right now because they're uh. Well, I'm sorry for everyone that had their um uh, their their March Madness brackets decimated this past weekend because uh Kentucky that had already made history by winning 38 in a row. They were going for a perfect 40. Um they they played Wisconsin. Well, actually Duke beat Michigan State. Sorry, Magic. Um Duke beat Michigan State. Y'all know I'm a UNC Tar Heel fan from day one because why because coach coach dean smith and i share a name and a love of sky blue um you know r.i.p to coach coach smith um he taught us a lot i used to think coach dean smith looked a lot like mel brooks when i was when i was a kid that was weird maybe that's why i gravitated to him because i loved blazing saddles and history of the world part one um wouldn't it be cool if they made a history of the world part two uh anywho um Duke wound up beating Michigan State, so as soon as Duke uh, beat them, I was like, okay, Kentucky, I'm going to need y'all to win. That way you can beat Duke in the uh, in the finals on Monday. And I go on stage at the beginning of, uh, or in the mid midway through game, the, the, the second Final Four game with Kentucky playing, uh, I think it was Wisconsin. Dude, in between shows, in between the second and third show, Angelo tells me, he's like, yo, Kentucky lost. I was like, get out of here. He's like, yo, Kentucky. He's like, yo, pa, yo, Kentucky lost. I'm like, are you serious? He was dead. He was dead serious. And he made, he made a good point. Now, he made a point where he said, you know what? Um, Wisconsin 
had experience over uh, Kentucky. Kentucky had talent, but Wisconsin had talent. But Wisconsin also had maturity, and uh, and they had had a, a an older roster that I guess was more prepared, man, that more prepared for the uh, for the mental. Uh, the, the mental t- tenacity and and uh the the uh they did what was necessary to 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 not only get Kentucky out of their their heads and their in their space but these dudes they 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 shocked a lot of people and beat Kentucky and I I heard Kentucky obviously look you win 38 that's the sad thing is you win 38 games in a row that's nothing to 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 sneeze at, man. Those dudes need to be applauded just for that. However, they I I I don't know what the score was exactly, but that's gotta suck, man. Can you imagine getting that close to the brink of uh of history and it not coming to fruition the way you envisioned it for the last however many months since the season started back in uh you know early to mid-november I, I feel bad for the kids man i do i feel bad feel bad for them boys you know um but you know should be a good game it's funny because tonight i don't know who i don't care i w- i wasn't really rooting for kentucky you know i was i was i think i got caught in the excitement of you know what it'd be nice for them to uh to to win it's it, it'd be nice to see them you know win history and, or win on this side of history and see someone achieve such a such a prestigious uh uh goal of of having a a perfect be perfect season you already can see the the 30 for 30 you know you can already see the 30 for 30 um but dang man i've Feel bad for them boys. I heard, I heard they didn't even shake hands after the game. They were that crushed. And honestly, I, I, I'm sure I, I didn't get to cook because I was gigging so hard. I wanted to give these great shows. I didn't even get a chance to watch, you know, the post game analysis and uh, watch on ESPN and and hear hear all of the uh, the, the the pundits or commentators, you know, uh, you know. Just, give a play-by-play of what exactly happened, where the breakdown in, in it was. Maybe after after I upload this this episode, maybe that's what I'll do, you know. So, um, but people are saying Duke Duke is uh, heavily favored because their the their defense. Um, I guess uh, I guess we'll see. Um, I guess we're gonna see. Uh, look, I'm seeing John Calipari's hubris doomed Kentucky. I'm convinced that deep down Cal thought his team was invincible. Come on, man. See this 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 is this is what I don't like. I I hate when I, I don't like using that word hate. I hate using the word hate, but it bugs me when when people start pontificating on what they think happened. I understand they have to write articles and have to spout what they feel, but you don't know what's what was going in this dude's head. And look, in retrospect, this was Calipari's attitude all all year. Remember how every time he got in front of a microphone, he made the conversation about his guys? I'm just worried about my guys. It doesn't matter what the other team does because as long as my guys bring effort, my guys will win. Ugh. These guys stink. Kentucky's season was a failure, not just because the Cats didn't win the national championship, although that's probably 2-2. Two, two. 
Pretty much any other school this season would be a huge and unequivocal success, even for other Kentucky teams. But this team was special from the moment that the Harrison Twins announced they were returning for their sophomore year. 40-0 was the goal. Once Kentucky closed out a perfect non-conference schedule with a win at Louisville, it was settled. This team had to go 40-0. and Ah, you know what? I'm getting annoyed reading, reading this. Um, anyway, listen, y'all. It's been... Uh, been great kicking it with you and now i'm going to go it's time to go man uh as always you know follow me on instagram twitter facebook uh at i am dean edwards because that's who i'm is that's who i'm is i am dean edwards uh you know subscribe comment like do all the above y'all know how to do it um know what y'all think of the shows man and uh yeah i'll talk to y'all later the battery's running low but we made it through all right it's all love and i will speak to you fools real soon in about six or seven days player i i'll love easy two fingers easy